0: Fundamental right of freedom of speech by the Constitution of India Although guaranteed but is forbidden in practice or it is not free of cost Hello everyone, I am Rishaka and we are back with another podcast Our today's topic of discussion is freedom of speech and expression in India So today we have with us Sagar Kesarwani, a good friend of mine, to discuss this topic. Welcome to my podcast, Sagar, and I'm really glad that you agreed to do this.
1: Thank you so much, Vishakha. I'm really excited on being a part of this podcast.
0: Great. So what are we waiting for? Without any further delay, let's just begin. So Sagar, I'm really disturbed since past few days thinking about what is actually happening in our country. We are tackling so many problems at a time. There is COVID-19, economic crisis, border disputes, locusts, natural calamities, and so on. But what is more disturbing is that people are giving open rape and death threats within the country. I mean, where are we heading as a country?
1: I totally agree on this, Vishakha. I insist that no one deserves open threats of rape or death. If at all anyone has done something wrong, we can always take the legal way. Why do we have to take law in our own hands when there is always a way to express and voice one's opinion? What if the person who is continuously being threatened takes a wrong step, who will be responsible in such a case? If I'm not wrong, this was even highlighted in our earlier podcast on mental health
0: exactly only because of this reason i have decided to speak and make our listeners understand that what exactly is freedom of speech and expression while understanding and researching on this topic for our podcast i came across many things which were new to me as well so to start with its definition basically article 19 clause 1 sub a of indian constitution says that all citizens have the right to freedom of speech and expression This fundamental right means the right to express one's own convictions or ideas or opinions freely by words of mouth, writing, printing, pictures or any other mode. For example, now we are making this podcast which means we are expressing our views and opinions on a particular topic through the medium of audio. So just to note that this right is available only to the citizens of India and not to foreign nationals.
1: Yes, also this fundamental right is not only guaranteed by the Constitution or statutes of various states, but also by various international conventions, such as Universal Declaration of Human Rights, European Convention on Human Rights and Fundamental Freedoms, International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, etc. India, as you know, is a country which has a democratic system, so the right to expression mm. holds much more importance, not only as the right of an individual, but also as a right of the community to be heard and be informed. However, Vishakha, why this right is so significant?
0: Well, Sagar, democracy is based essentially on free debate and open discussion. So since our uh, school times, we have been told that democracy means government of the people, by the people and for the people. So it is very obvious that uh, every citizen must be entitled to participate in the democratic process. Hence, for an Indian citizen to exercise his right of making a perfect choice, general discussion of public matters is absolutely essential.
1: Rightly said, the right to information, also called Mm -hmm. as RTI in short form, emerges as a fundamental right under the same article. Since freedom of speech and expression is meaningless without access to information, a person can express his or her ideas or opinions or views through any communicable medium or visible representations, such as gestures or signs. Apart from that, the freedom of press is also included in this category, although not explicitly mentioned. Dr. Ambedkar, the architect of Indian Constitution, had once quoted that the Mm -hmm. editor of a press or the manager is merely exercising the right of expression, and therefore freedom of press does not require a special mention.
0: Yeah. So, you know, apart from this RTI and freedom of press, there also exists right to criticize, which means the constitution provides us the freedom to form an opinion and express it without causing any kind of defamation to the other person to whom such criticism is directed. Then there is a right to expression beyond national boundaries, which refers to we as citizens of India have the right to speak and express in India as well as in abroad. And lastly, we are also guaranteed right not to speak or right to silence, which many of us are not aware of. This means that no person can be put under any compulsion to sing the national anthem if he has genuine objections based on his religious faith.
1: Right. However, freedom of speech is not an absolute right. Article 19 clause one of the Constitution guarantees six fundamental freedoms to the citizens of India, while clauses two to six provide for reasonable restrictions that may be imposed by the state on these fundamental freedoms. Similarly, freedom of expression also has its limits. The restrictions should be reasonable and can only be imposed by the state. Some of the Mm. restrictions which are mentioned in this article are security of the state, friendly relations with the foreign states, public order, decency and morality, contempt of court, defamation, incitement to an offence, and sovereignty and integrity of India.
0: Yes, so as we are talking about the restrictions to the fundamental rights, I would also like to add that Section 124 A of the Indian Penal Code defines sedition as any act, words spoken or written, visual representation, or employment of any other mode to incite dissatisfaction towards the government or the national laws. Mm -hmm. Though not expressly stated as a reasonable restriction under Article 19 Clause 2, the state is empowered to impose a reasonable restriction under public order on this ground. Just to clear that mere criticism does not amount to sedition. To constitute sedition, there must be an attempt to undermine the respect for the government and its laws.
1: Absolutely. But do you know how these restrictions came into existence?
0: No, please elaborate.
1: Okay, so the constitution makers welcomed the inclusion of this right, but only few of them opposed the restrictions by arguing that there is no point in having a right to freedom of speech in presence of restrictions. This is because they thought that putting restrictions was a British practice and not an Indian practice. The members who supported the restrictions argued that nowhere in the world it is an absolute right. They also thought that these restrictions are fine as the government now is not a colonial one and law and order and security of the state cannot be compromised. In the end, Constituent Assembly voted on the article and included a right to freedom of speech and expression in the Constitution of India, which happened in the year 1950 along with the restrictions.
0: But let me tell you Sagar, initially only four restrictions were there in our constitution. Later on in 1951, security, public order and foreign relations were added. And in 1963, sovereignty and integrity of India was added. So these additions were made as per the ongoing situation in the country at that point of time.
1: Yes, Uh, but do you know something that protests are a legal way of expression? No. I bet many of our listeners might also be unaware of the same. As long as it is not violent and does not fall under the earlier mentioned restrictions, it is protected under Article 19, Clause 1A. However, under special circumstances, the government may impose a curfew, thereby not allowing assembly of people. In such a situation, even a protest which is happening in a legal way may have repercussions. By the way, just to be clear, this doesn't mean that by any means... We are trying to promote protests.
0: Absolutely. But you know what? I feel that this fundamental right of freedom of speech by the constitution of India, although guaranteed, but is forbidden in practice or it is not free of cost.
1: What do you mean by that? Can you please elaborate?
0: See, Article 19 says that all citizens have this fundamental right. However, the first amendment to Article 19 says that nothing shall prevent the state from making any law that imposes reasonable restrictions on that right. The right to free expression is curbed further by the liberal use of India's sedition law. Yes. Remember earlier this year when there were countrywide protests against the controversial Citizenship Amendment Act on one hand, and on the other hand, there were political hate speeches by our leaders. However, many protesters were arrested because FIRs were filed against them for chanting the slogans of Azadi. It was considered as an act of sedition. However, Supreme Court had made this very clear decades ago, in the year 1962, that for speech to become seditious, it is needed to incite public disorder by acts of violence. Mere slogans aren't enough. Rightly said,
1: adding to this instance, recently on 6th of June 2020, a policy was issued which banned the usage of 89 applications and websites, which also included Facebook and Instagram. The policy mandated every serving army personnel to delete their respective accounts on the websites and applications. The reasons behind imposing such a ban were risk of data breach and security. However, this policy was challenged in Delhi High Court by Lieutenant Colonel Chaudhry, who was currently serving in Jammu and Kashmir. But the Delhi High Court refused to grant interim relief in response to his petition. Later on, Lieutenant Colonel Chaudhry gave the argument that there are several members of the civil administration and political class who possess information of a much higher level of sensitivity than a regular soldier. For that case, no restrictions are applicable to them. Also, the ban violates various fundamental rights under the Constitution, including the right to freedom of speech and expression and right to privacy. I felt his argument was left unanswered to some extent.
0: Yes. Sagar, I feel that the time has arrived to review these restrictions again.
1: What do you mean by doing a review of restrictions?
0: See, as we have discussed above that all the 8 restrictions were not a part of the constitution right from the beginning. They were added as per the situations in the country. And last addition was made in 1963, now it's 2020. The conditions prevailing in country at present as compared to conditions back then are totally different from each other.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's a long, long time. I totally agree with you on this. The conditions that prevailed at the time of partition and at the time of enactment of constitution no longer exist. Major worries of framers at that point of time were communal riots and inflow of large number of refugees. To be very honest, partition as a whole was very problematic for India. However, these problems do not exist today. We are in the 21st century and India is facing a whole different set of problems.
0: Yes, exactly my point. You know, one of the areas in which US contrasts with India the most is political satire in comedy shows. Comedy Mm -hmm. shows are one of the ways in which people know about things that are happening with US politics. India on the other hand seems to be going down this route where everyone is extremely quick to take offense on any humor on politics or on a community and demand that defenders be brought to book. So right. let us assume that you are a stand-up comic and you make fun of somebody who is in a power position. So what the police in that particular state in which you are located has the power to do is to register an FIRE against you, knowing fully well that it's not sedition. Sedition is when you invite people to take up arms against the government or violently overthrow the government. So right. if you want to do a stand-up routine, even though everybody really knows that what the law of sedition is, you are going to think 10 times before making fun of a person in power. So please note that I am not here promoting any kind of abusive or offensive comedy, but humour which is on a lighter note must be acceptable, I feel.
1: Absolutely. I am glad that you spoke about it. You see, this also connects us to social media abuse which is increasing day by day. Social media was not so prominent or I should say completely inexistent at the time of framing of constitution whatever may be the situation, currently social media is the first place where a person voices his or her opinion. There is absolutely nothing wrong in voicing your opinion and expressing it on social media. But if someone else does that, we have no right to abuse them or threaten them with death. Also, rape threats to women on social media are increasing. It is really unacceptable. Though we have Mm -hmm. cyber laws, I think stricter laws or restrictions against this should also be included in Article 19. This is the biggest violation of our fundamental right of freedom of expression. Don't you think so?
0: Absolutely, Sagar. I think uh, just two days back, there was this news wherein a teacher was also being abused while he was conducting online lectures. I mean, this is very shameful and unacceptable. Yes. Although constitution has conferred upon the right to freedom of speech, but this doesn't mean you can speak whatever comes to your mind. And lastly, I also feel that we as citizens of India, especially people who are in the power position, must exercise this right properly. As any kind of hate speech by a powerful person can instigate a large group of people at one point of time, eventually disturbing the peace and harmony of the country as a whole.
1: Absolutely. As it is rightly said that freedom of speech and expression does not protect you from the consequences of saying stupid shit. So think before you say something destructive. We as a nation have 130 million voices, so let's use it constructively.
0: Definitely. If at all you want to contact us or share with us any of your experiences regarding this topic, Drop us an email at thecuriousmind927 at the right gmail.com. We will surely respond to you and would love to connect with you. Until then, I am Vishakha.
1: And I am Sagar.
0: And you are listening to The Curious Mind. Thank you.